Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Mi amor. If you could speak one other language, what would that language be? Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why that's kind of unexpected. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say like Italian. I think Spanish is really sexy. I just thought Italian because of how much you, how much you are like obsessed with Italy or Malayalam. <laughs> I do have a tattoo for Italy and India on my back and I didn't and say Greece. I didn't say I wanted to learn any of those languages no Spanish is great I started learning Spanish on uh, Duolingo and it was really fun and I totally fell off but you know what I should start up again because it was it was honestly I was like really into it for a few months okay the fact that you just brought up Duolingo is killing me right now because Duolingo is <laughs> killing it on yeah, TikTok they are yeah, if you guys, so I don't actually have TikTok, but I see so many TikToks when I'm on Instagram because I'm a boomer. And I found this like collection of Duolingo TikToks. You guys, you guys, they are on another level. They are on another level. <laughs> They're unhinged. And I think, honestly, I think the reason why I love them so much is because pretty much all of them feature the Duolingo, um, like, bird mascot. You guys, if you guys know Duolingo, you know what we're talking about. There's, like, this cute little cartoon bird. But they have, I guess, around the off Duolingo offices, they have, like, a stuffed mascot costume version. And it's just, like, doing some crazy shit around the office. Like, the, honestly, whoever runs their TikTok clearly was given full reigns to do anything they wanted i think i found her i think i found okay let's give her a shout out she's okay killing it she so she posted on the duolingo okay let me find it it made me it was i was like because their instagram isn't bumping like their instagram is pretty like subdued it's their tiktok right okay so yeah their tiktok has like a million followers but this woman oh it does I think she's she's a person of color, first of all, a woman. Love her. Um, she uh, posted a TikTok saying, when the execs keep blowing up the social media manager's phone because Duo is unhinged. <laughs> okay. I love her. Like, absolutely obsessed. <laughs> That's got to be her. She's saying that. If she is listening to this podcast, we don't know your name. But if you're, or how you identify, to be honest. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to come on and talk to us about how to do, how to be a social media manager, 
We'll talk. You know what? We'll switch this the whole topic of this podcast. Our legal team on the way to deal with Duo's actions. That's another thing. Oh, sorry. Go on. So someone wrote something like when they're working in social media and they're going back and forth with the client about how to have make a happy Friday tweet for the brand. But meanwhile, Duolingo is threatening to kill people if they don't learn Spanish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have this. They had this TikTok about like, oh, when people because Duolingo will always like send you notifications and remind you if you haven't done your Spanish lesson or whatever language you're learning. And so... Duo, duo, the bird was like giving death threats to people for not doing their, <laughs> their lessons. But the thing about it too is like in these TikToks, the staff is into it. Like it's clearly done in their offices and the staff are a part of the TikToks. Like they're loving it and they're going all out. I've seen some that were like, the staff is really act like fully acting. Honestly, so I aspire good. for that. Like it made me yeah. want to work at Duolingo for real. Like I would have had an I would not have had an interest yeah. to work at Duolingo and now I want to because of that. Like that sounds so fun. I know. I feel like when companies do that, it's really smart and it shows they don't take themselves too seriously, but it's still a brand that people like. Duolingo, we love you. And we're going to start learning Spanish. And that's that. Percy, today we are talking about something that we've talked about in past episodes, but we are dedicating an entire episode to the beauty of being bi. And the reason we're doing this is because we got this incredible email from a listener and we both just started like crying and giggling and uh, squealing when we got it because this is like just a great, it's just one of those emails that's like, okay, this is the whole reason why we started the podcast. So this is really cool to like see it reflected back. The moment I saw this email from this listener, I messaged Sarah being like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. We need mm-hmm. to tell her story because I think so many people can relate to it. Um, yep. It's very common. So mm-hmm. to this listener, I hope you know that you're not alone in these feelings. And that is the exact reason why Sarah and I want to talk about it today. And you're the inspo behind the whole episode. You are. And this listener did not specify exactly whether they wanted a code name or not. So I feel like we probably should give them a code name to be safe. Yes. And I have an idea. Oh, you do? Okay. Shoot. Okay. I want <laughs> you to guess the name because I'm going to sing a song. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Got a vibe. Baby, are you ready for the ride? Hypnotized by the light. Okay. Sarah's a boomer, guys. <laughs> I'm breathing really heavy. Should I know that what that is? Yeah. I mean, it. no, no, no. It totally rings a bell. Like, I've heard that song before. Meet me at a spot. Caught a vibe. Baby, are you ready for the night? I just want to look into your eyes. Okay, I know that song. I promise I do. But am I supposed to know, like, who it's by? <laughs> Jesus, when did I get so old? Guys, I thought I thought it was young and hip. Yes. Is it, like, Machine Gun Kelly? No, you got okay. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my oh, hair. Oh, Willow. Back- yeah. What? I didn't know that was Willow who sang that other song. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I know who Willow Smith is. Duh. See, guys, I am. I am in on the culture, and I love Willow as a code name. Willow's a cute name. You should name your baby Willow. 
I love the name Willow. Want to know something like weird? Always. So I had a crush on a girl when I was in grade three. Yeah. And before I knew what her name was, I thought she looked like a willow. Okay. <laughs> what? Like, does she end up being a willow? No. Oh, I thought that was going to be the weird part. No. <laughs> I'm not psychic <laughs> over here. I just remember I met her being like, she looks like a willow. That's and then she told me she told me her name and it wasn't willow. What? Can you give her a shout out? Come on. It was grade three. I cannot give her. I'm not giving her a shout out. Do you think she listens? <laughs> no. Well, then give her a shout out. Who cares? It was grade three. I would love to hear if someone had a crush on me in grade But three. I talked to her still. Well, anyway, to the girl that you loved in third grade, we hope you're doing well. And honestly, I kind of wish your name was Willow because that's a really cool name. <laughs> me too. All right. This is the email that Willow sent to us. She goes, hi, S&P. Hope you two are doing well and living your best lives. We are. Thank you so much. My name is Willow. She, her. I'm a bisexual Muslim and a former Vancouverite who's been back in her country of Indonesia since last year. Hi, come back to Vancouver sometime and we can hang out. I guess I'm not exaggerating when I say that coming across your podcast was such a blessing. Thanks to Umberly. Shout out. Shout out. Growing up in a place where being anything other than straight isn't an option made me feel so isolated. Despite being part of the majority in my country, which honestly is nothing to be proud of. I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. After spending most of my life obsessing over cute girls that I saw on TV, my classmate, a coworker, and even my best friend, oh, Persis, I'd never related to someone so hard. <laughs> they made me laugh. And after ending a romantic relationship and a friendship with the girl, two years ago for the first time in my life, I fell for a guy who unfortunately treated me horribly. Mm, been there. Little did I know that breaking up with a man could be that painful because that had never been the case with me before, but apparently the feelings were real this time. The pressure was then becoming too much, and that's when I decided to move to Canada. I started a new life, being out and open about my sexuality to my new friends, flirting with a server with pretty eyes at the sushi place in Kits. I want to know what the sushi place is sidebar. So Willow, if you hear this, which I really hope you do, can you just shoot us a DM and uh, tell me the sushi place? Yes, and tell me, because then maybe I can go find the server with the pretty eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, I want you to come visit. Okay, that's true. Jumping on the dating app train, starting to come out to some of my closest, I was going to say closet friends, closest <laughs> friends in Indonesia, going on dates with a few girls after I moved back home, and finally, and surprisingly, getting back together with my ex-boyfriend from high school, slash my longtime friend who I came out to during our five-hour call on New Year's Eve. That's kind of romantic. It's so romantic. And I just want to recap in case, like, anyone got lost in that last paragraph. Not that it was written in a lost way, but just want to recap. Willow moved to Canada, open, out, dated girls, flirted with girls, was her best self, living her best life, making new friends, and then went back to Indonesia and um, got back together with her ex-boyfriend. She says, early next year, I'm going to marry this wonderful man who's been the sweetest, most loving boyfriend who never stops learning how to best support his bisexual partner. Yes, because I am still 100% bisexual, regardless of who I end up marrying. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. He realized it's going to be a continuous learning process, so I introduced him to Girl on Girl. Ooh. 
He'd oh. take time in between work to listen to an episode. Some other times I'd play it in the car so we could have an eye-opening discussion after. Guys, I have to say, I fangirl. <laughs> when I heard Willow say that her and her boyfriend were listening to Girl on Girl in the car and having like a discussion, Sarah, I freaked out. Imagining a, a couple, we don't even know. Yeah. They're mm. listening to our podcast in the car and talking about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> I'm like speechless because that is it, that in a nutshell is what we wanted to happen with this podcast. We wanted straight people and queer people to get together and have, you know, really vulnerable and sometimes tough conversations. But sometimes you need a little spark to get to that conversation. Sometimes you don't even know how to get into it. Listening to one of our episodes in the car is the perfect way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I that fangirled. makes me so happy. Me too. <clears throat> Love you guys. And then Willow goes on to say, "I told him I was going to reach out to you guys, hoping that you'd pick this topic for one of your future episodes because that'd be super helpful for both of us and other couples. Him navigating having a bisexual soon-to-be wife, and me dealing with this nagging feeling of guilt that I can now stop stressing about my parents slowly figuring out my sexuality because their daughter is getting old and not married yet." And I'll be able to live a so-called normal life, that's in air quotes, which sounds extremely problematic, whereas my gay best friend and other people in the community out there are still struggling to come out and get accepted by their family or friends just because their situation is different. Despite all the confusion, I just know that I'm not alone and that some people might benefit from listening to a story like this. Sarah and Persis, I really appreciate you taking the time to read this 10-paragraph long message and considering my idea for the pod. I can never thank you enough for being there for me and for all of us listeners. I wish you all the best, and I'm still hopeful that I'll get to meet you two one day somewhere in Canada. Love, Willow, girl. Willow Smith, thank you so much for reaching out to us and expressing your love for the pod. (laughs) wasn't sure where you were going to go there. Yeah, we love you so much. We are so grateful that you shared your story and that you were so honest. I'm really proud of you. You grew up in a country where it wasn't cool to be gay. And when I say wasn't cool, I mean it wasn't okay to be gay. Still isn't to this day. And you moved across the world, started a new life, came out like you've done you've really like done the most and I hope you're taking some time as you prepare for this wedding and this huge exciting moment in your life I really hope that you're taking the time to like celebrate yourself and congratulate yourself and look back at at everything that's happened so far and be like I did that like I got myself to this point and yeah, I'm marrying a man who I love, but when you, oh, my favorite line was when Willow was like, I'm marrying this man, and yes, I'm still 100% bisexual. I'm a, I'm a bisexual woman marrying a man. And the fact that you can like state that so confidently and you know that about yourself, that's powerful. And that takes a lot to get to that point, and you got there, girl. Yeah, well... We always say this, your partner does not define your sexuality. I don't Mm-mm. care if you, you're bi and you're with a man. You, if, it's, if you are still saying you're bisexual, yes, I believe you. Or vice yes. versa, if you're with a woman, you are still bisexual. 
Well, and this is the thing we, we kind of wanted to get into. So basically what we want to talk about in this episode is being bisexual and also like how bisexual people and straight people in partnerships can navigate that that world and that relationship. And that applies to people who are in like committed relationships, but also people who are like dating around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of wanted to start off by talking about like, what is it? And so... We talked about biphobia in one of our very, very early episodes. If you guys go back, we have an episode called Smashing Queer Phobias, I think. And we'll we smashed about- We came in like a wrecking ball. Yes. And we used a Miley Cyrus photo for like the promo for that episode because obviously it's only fitting. And we talked about biphobia a lot in that episode because it's it's just like a really interesting one. And there's this thing where like, Bisexual people aren't, like, believed. Mm-hmm. They are not validated in society at the same level that gay people are. Yeah. And I found this stat that said more than half of the adult LGBTQIA plus uh, population in the U.S. identifies as bi. More than half of all queer people in the U.S., um, that equals 3% of American adults. Of the whole American population, 3% identifies bi. So it's gr- like the amount of people identifying in, in this particular label is growing exponentially. And still there's like this weird like block for them, not only from straight people, but from the rest of the queer community. And I'm just wondering, like, why do you think it's so hard for people to believe that people are bi? <laughs> so I I really struggle with this a lot because in my own head, I'm always like. <laughs> well, and we should quickly state in case for some reason this is someone's first time listening to the pod. Purse, you identified as bi for years. Yeah. So you know what this is like. For years, for years. And the way I look at it is that I think people are very quick to assume everything is so black and white. You can only like one gender or the other. And I know my story is a little bit different because yeah, I came out as bi at first. And then over the years came to terms with my sexuality and realized I identify more with being gay, a gay woman who's only interested in women sexually and romantically and anyone who identifies as a woman in any way. But that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like that can change over time. And that's fine. But yeah, more than that. I, but I, I struggled with people not really believing me either. When I came, when I first came out as bi, people either thought, oh, you're secretly a lesbian and you just don't want to admit it because that label is just easier for you to say. Or mm-hmm. um, no, you're probably just thinking women are like an experiment, but you'll end up with a guy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I got both sides mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. even though I did come out as gay, later, I still didn't appreciate when people would say, I think you're just secretly gay because that was my own journey to go through. Because at the time I still did identify as bi. I was still figuring myself out. I was still feeling romantic attractions towards men in different ways, which later made me think, okay, I think I really just value these people, but I don't see myself feeling very like romantically into them. But I was trying to figure that out. And that was my own thing to do. Right. So that's why I even still see that with people I know who identify as bi now who still have that struggle because 
if they're a bisexual woman, for example, I do know more bi women than I do know bi men. I've heard them say like, oh, um, I told my friend I was bi, but she doesn't think I'm bi because I've never slept with a woman before. Or I've only dated men publicly. So people don't believe me when I say I'm bi. And I, it, that bugs yeah. me because that doesn't have to be the case. No, of course not. And I think we talked about this on our phobia episode, but it so often works out this way where bisexual women are seen as promiscuous and overly sexualized, but bisexual men are often seen as like, oh, they're just gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just gay. And like, this is their step, you know, first step to gayness. It's just like, I'm bi. It's weird. Like that, I think because uh, girl on girl action, not to, um, not to plug the pod title, but like that has been so sexualized in like the media for years mm-hmm. that when a girl says that she likes a girl, it's like automatically sexualized by society. And it's not the same for men um, with other men. Like, did you ever feel that when you were bi that like, did you ever feel uncomfortable, like there was this uncomfortable, especially from men or straight men, like this uncomfortable, like over-sexualized thing being put on you? Oh yeah, all the time. Especially when I told the this guy I was seeing, Bobby, I told oh, him yeah. I was bi. Yeah. And he, he sexualized me right away. It didn't, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a type of conversation where I felt like we, we were even there to have, because I'm not trying to say that this isn't like a normal conversation to have between someone you're seeing, you know, like you're, you're seeing someone, you guys can totally have this conversation. Him and I were not there yet in the slightest. Right. But right. the first thing he said to me when I said I'm bi was like, oh, great. Like, so you're into girls, like we could, we could like get a girl involved, but I was like, but that's, that's not, first of all, him and I were only at that period of time, just seeing each other for the time being. But like, why is like the first thing you say, like, oh, great. So like, good to know that you'd be into like having a girl involved, but that's not what I was thinking. No, my bisexuality is not about you, sir. Bobby, I don't know why you added yourself to this equation. You know what I mean? I'm telling you something about myself, not something about our future sex life, which isn't going to happen. Sorry, Bobby. Hasta la vista. But that was, the, that was the first thing. And then I definitely heard just not really being taken seriously. Like even the whole act of having sex got brought up like a few times too. You can't really have real sex with a woman. <laughs> if you want to learn more about I'm like gonna combust if you want to learn more about why that's incorrect listen to episode four of this podcast called uh let's talk about gay sex because we dive deep into uh that stigma and that's what I mean it felt like I wasn't being taken seriously like even when you're saying oh well you can't really have like real sex or yeah get this girl involved because she's into girls like that could be fun yeah I'm like that's not what it's about that's not what me 19 years old telling you I'm also into women is I was also confiding in someone who at that time I really liked I liked Bobby a lot and I was like okay I also want to tell you like I'm bi that was a big deal for me yeah and he took it in a way that was not the way I was hoping for what I would have loved to hear was oh I'm really glad like you opened up to me about that not oh cool so like when can we get a girl involved yeah and then he's like I'm just kidding I'm just kidding and I'm like but it's and you know what Bobby 
you know, when we're young, we don't we don't always have that like awareness of what to say or how to say it. And especially young straight men, they they aren't taught what to say. All they're taught is like a certain way of being. And I'm not giving him any excuses, but I'm just saying like for anyone listening who has had that kind of reaction to um, a bisexual woman, don't put yourself down. Don't be mad at yourself. Just know that like it's not okay and he, and like this is why. And as you move forward in life, we need to take this, you need to take the stigma of bisexuality out of your psyche and it's going to take some time. It's just um, damaging. It's extremely damaging because yeah. it's damaging to your mental health. Like I saw, or sorry, I read an article in the New York Times and it was describing being bi. They described it as like being in a double closet because bi people face discrimination from not only straight people, but also from the queer community. So it's almost like it's doubly as hard to come out or at least just be authentic and true to yourself because you're facing twice as much um, discrimination as maybe your lesbian peers or your gay peers. And so it's not like it's not a small thing. Like it's not just like, oh, don't sexualize the bi girl. It's like, no, this is this comes down to like severe mental health and um, someone like living their their life to the fullest. Yeah. And like we also got into what other kind of internal struggles that bi people experience. And it's so real, like because of society and those pressures and assumptions from other people, oftentimes people will feel guilty if they're dating the opposite sex and they identify as bi that I've had someone who's even told me because she's been in a hetero passing relationship for so many years, she doesn't feel like she actually belongs in the LGBTQ community, even though she fully identifies as bi. Yeah. But she loves yeah. this man. She's been with him for so long and she's like, and they're, they're monogamous together. They're, they're in love. They have plans to like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> get married. But she still is like, I don't feel like I fit in with the community because if I went up to a group of lesbians, let's say, this woman has also never had sex with a woman, let's just say. Yeah. Like my other friend who said she got called out when someone told her, you've never had sex with a woman. How could you be bi? Mm-hmm. There's also the pressure to choose one gender. Like, oh, you should like one or the other. Or even questioning your own sexuality because people question yours. I I feel like when when I imagine, like when I put myself in the shoes of a bisexual person, that one really like stands out to me of like, if you're being doubted by not just, you know, society or whatever, but like your friends and family and people in your life, it's really hard to have that like confidence in yourself to like know yourself. I mean, I, I'm 27. I don't even know myself yet. I could just see myself like just questioning my sexuality all the time instead of just being able to like step forward and be completely confident in it. And that sounds like torture. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. Like I said, I remember in high school when my friend said, I don't think you're bisexual. And then my other friend said, yeah, you seem like a dick kind of girl. <laughs> I feel like we've told that story a lot on the pod and I never want us to stop telling it because it's like, like that is a reaction that so many people 
get when they come out for the first time. And <laughs> it's like shocking to hear, but it's so common mm-hmm. for women, especially. Why question anyone ever? If someone's coming to you and saying, this is what I feel and this is who I am. I know this about myself and I'm accepting it. It took me a long time to accept that I could actually like women. In the amount of times I would say like, oh, I, I only think girls are attractive, but I've never dated them. I would say that all the time. I never date them. I remember mm-hmm. I, I told someone if I could kiss anyone in the world, it would be Kim Kardashian when I was in high school. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I freaked out because they were like, wait, anyone in the world. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. The I mean, panic. I mean, any girl in the world, any girl in the world. And she was laughing, being like, oh my God, I thought you meant anyone in the world. That would be so funny, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, if I, if I had to kiss a girl ever in my lifetime, it would just be Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you were ahead of the curve. Was like Kim Kardashian really cool and hot then? I didn't really know. I didn't really know. Totally. And I mean, Kim Kardashian is still, still super hot now, but like, Oh, of course. Yeah. At the time I was in grade 10. I think that's when I was really into keeping up with the Kardashians. Totally. She was like super (laughs) hot. I can picture little purses like panicking hard. I panicked because I remember the girl kind of like was so shocked. She was like, wait, what do you mean anyone in the world? And I was like, I mean, any girl. I never knew that story. That's a funny story. I actually, I had a uh, friend made, made a birthday card for me and they, they were saying like, they made a thing saying funny quotes I said or whatever. And I wish I could find it because it would be funny now because I would just kiss girls forever. I don't have any interest <laughs> in kissing a man. I would kiss girls forever. The title of your memoir. <laughs> <laughs> literally said in quotes on this like birthday card. LOL, remember that time when Persis said, I would, if I could kiss anyone in the world, it would be Kim Kardashian. And, and then the friend went, wait, anyone? And she was like, oh, no, I mean a girl. So it was just kind of like, yeah. See, that is, and that is like such, an, such a distinct, like, like someone is basically t- saying to you as a young person, like, you can't, like, that's weird. That's funny that's wrong and like it's so subtle (laughs) like as you're discovering your sexuality those things are subtle but they like sit with you but you know what I mean to their defense they weren't like being mean about it I think it was just so not the norm that it was like I'm sure if I if I was confident in myself and I said no if I could kiss anyone in the world it would be Kim Kardashian if I own that they wouldn't have, they would probably be like, oh, okay, cool. But because no, for sure. there was so much pressure and for them to be like, what do you mean? What, anyone? And I was like, oh no, Channing Tatum. I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you got the poster of Channing Tatum at, um, at college and you put it, you put it on your wall. That is. <laughs> I remember talking to you about that poster and you being like, yeah, Channing Tatum is so hot. <laughs> no, being I like, did it. Yeah. Yes, you did. You had a naked picture of him on your wall. But I wasn't like, he's so hot. Yes, you were. We talked about the because we went to the poster sale together and you got it. I got this like weird Pink Floyd poster. Remember? And you, because I'm that girl. And you got Channing Tatum with a shirt off. And you were like, I love Channing. <laughs> 
No, it's nothing. Whoever said that to you, it's nothing against them. What I'm saying is like society. Like you're just, you're growing up and society in all these little subtle ways is telling you like, that's weird. That's wrong. That thing you said, that felt so natural when you said it. Ha ha. What do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So especially when you come out as, when you are like trying to figure out what the hell is going on and you're like, I really do like just want to kiss Kim Kardashian and Alice. <laughs> and Alice looked like Kim Kardashian. Truly. I was just going to like say that. The Kim Kardashian of my high school, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> Minus the like billion dollar business, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. She was missing that little part, but no biggie. I feel I think we talked about this on the phobias episode, and I kind of wanted to bring it up again and just see what you thought. But like, I'm trying, I was trying to think of like why, going back to the why, like why do people have such a hard time like believing by people, accepting by people, and understanding them? And I was wondering if there's something about like someone being bi that represents some, for some people, something they can't have. Like, this bi person gets to experience love and sex with every gender. And it's like, how dare they have their cake and eat it too? And how dare they like, how dare they like get everything when I can only have this one thing? You know what I mean? Like, it's so twisted when you think about it. It's totally twisted, but I guess I'm trying to get into the head of, of someone who doesn't understand bisexuality or questions it. And it ha- I always think that like prejudice always comes back to the person who's the person who is putting the judgment forward. It always comes back to like an insecurity or a fear or something about themselves mm-hmm. because because it doesn't matter to me what you do with your life. It won't affect me. I, you know what I mean? But if you're doing something that triggers a fear in me or a insecurity that's when people lash out and I just wonder like what that insecurity might be for people who who don't believe bisexuality is valid I've heard the whole they want their cake and eat it too yeah but like what what insecurity do you think that's triggering for people like that they're stuck in like maybe they're maybe they're facing pressures themselves and like yeah. Feel like they, they're stuck in these like heteronormative lives. Yeah. Or like vanilla or bore or things feel boring or stale or something. And then this person in front of them gets to like experience life. And they're not, and maybe it's that, that like someone who's identifying as bi, they're not scared to say what they like. And maybe it's even that. It's like I'm scared to like admit what my my fantasies or my desires and this person just like expresses it out into the world. Like how dare they be so open to themselves and so vulnerable? Maybe that's what it is too. I know. And that's the thing. Like we can never know 100%, but I know whenever there's something coming at or whenever you're judging someone who's like, being open and expressing their sexuality in ways that they believe like, you know what, this is me and I'm living my truth and I'm really happy. It always stems from someone who's, you know, judging them. There's something else going on. Yeah. Internally. I think so too. I think a lot of it does probably come from insecurity. If you're 
if you're unable to really remove your blocks and just like listen to someone and believe them and trust that they know what they like and who they like, there's something else going on. There's something deep down happening in there. And it might take a while to dig that up, but you should probably dig it up because it it's you. It's not them. Yes. You, you got something you got to figure out. Sorry, that's that's some tough love for anyone who feels triggered by that. That's a tough love you need. I was going to say, I feel like I couldn't imagine reacting to someone in that way ever. I don't care who it is, who is coming out to me and telling me they feel something because that was during that period. I was not, I, we talked about this in the last episode. That was when I was going through my really tough period. And then I think when you hear someone say, no, you're not bisexual. That was another thing for me to hear like, okay, I'm not being taken seriously. Also, no one believes me. And then, and then maybe I'm not. And that's the thing. People don't understand like how that can factor into a domino effect of me being confused, me feeling like, yeah, maybe I am just like experimenting or maybe I only like this one person. I would just never react to someone like that. It's not, totally. it's not good. It's not, it's no one's story to tell, but your own. So it was really upsetting. Yeah. And I like that you said domino effect. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Like, and this is the seriousness that we mean when we're talking about these issues. Like it really is a domino effect down to severe mental health and just not, not like you felt isolated. Like you couldn't talk to anyone about it on top of the fact that you were like questioning yourself and it resulted in some serious mental health stuff for you, which we just talked about on our last episode. And yeah, it's serious business. And I just think like, yeah, <laughs> just if if you're reacting that way, take a, take a step back and just ask yourself some questions. Mm-hmm. Which we've mentioned before. It's like, always take a second. Like if you feel like you're yeah. going to react in a certain way, just pause yes. because you have to remember it's not about you. What is this person coming towards you saying? And just listen. It's about them. It's It's about about them. them. Yeah. And actually, this is a good segue into the next thing we wanted to talk about, which was like being in a relationship or dating a bi person if you're straight or vice versa, a straight person if you're bi. And a lot of times what that involves is the bi person having to come out to the straight person. What maybe they just started dating and they have to, you know, as we've talked about many times, queer people have to come out over and over and over and over, right, in their lives. Or maybe the bi person, like, is discovering their sexuality and through, and maybe they've been in a relationship for a long time and then they come out. That happens all the time. So I think, like, to start off, if your partner is coming to you and coming out, as bi or anything, anything under the queer umbrella. Step one is like zip zip your lips and just listen. Just know that it's taking them a lot to sit in front of you and say whatever they're saying. And it's about them. Like this time is about them. It's not about you. Later it'll be about you because you're in a relationship with this person and you. it's going to be important to you like how your partner identifies how comfortable they are all those things but starting off like just 
any judgments you're having, any whatever, concerns. I think for a lot of straight people, a concern that comes up when their partner comes out as bi is, oh, now I have competition. What if, what if my boyfriend starts liking a guy? Is there a guy that he, you know, is in love with and that's how he figured out he's bi? Like all of these questions, if they come into your mind, you know what, it's okay, just observe them. But they do not need to be said at this current moment. This is like time for your partner to like talk. Yes. Yes, exactly that. And I think it's normal for those thoughts to come into your head. We're not saying everyone is up here like super woke and here for it. For sure. I I get it. I feel like if it's something you're not used to, you know, and your partner comes out as bi and you might be like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Yeah, you might have a little bit of worry, but then think about it. Why am I worrying? And two, communication between you and your partner, understanding them let them talk to you, like let them express their feelings and just be there to listen. And whatever the case is, is like, are there ways for you to support them through their sexual journey? Hear it out. If it's for you and you want to do that with them, cool. If not, that's something for you guys to like work through together. I think there's like many ways for you to support your bisexual partner as a straight person. Yeah. And I think that's the first conversation that should be had. Like, even if those judgments do come up in your mind or concerns, put those aside. And just to start off, the first conversation should be, how can I support you? Um, and what do you need from me in this, in this partnership? And also, thank you for telling me. Thank you for, trust, thank you for trusting me. Thank you for be, like, feeling close enough to me that you want to share this amazing thing about you, about yourself with me. Like, this is... Like, this is something to celebrate. Like, this is not something to fear. This is, like, exciting. And I know that we have a podcast about being gay. And so, of course, we're both going to feel that way. And that's not the same for everyone. I'm here from the straight perspective. Straight people, if you're listening, I get it. You might not feel that way for whatever reason. But you will figure that out as the partnership continues, what those reasons are. First things first, like, how can you support your bi partner? And I think also, I mean, they're going to really appreciate and respect that response. They're going to love that. Like, they're going to feel so supported, comfortable. Like, if anything, they're just going to, like, hard eye emoji over you even more. It's really a win-win-win for everyone. <laughs> and you know listen, <laughs> all we want is the hard eye emojis. Like, Ugh, that's all for, I want. That's all I want. I want someone to hard eye emoji me. Sarah me. wants someone to hard eye emoji hard her. Eye. If anyone heart listening is like secretly heart eye emoji <laughs> me, emoji. just like let me know. Do you think I have a secret admirer out there listening? Classic girl on girl to turn the conversation back to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's our specialty. That is our specialty. We just we're just lovesick and romantic. We're we really lovesick. Every single episode, we like put a casting call out there for anyone who wants to fall in love with us. You know, <laughs> it's not going too well. <laughs> Today I was listening to a playlist called POV You're Falling in Love and the playlist hits. <laughs> Want me to send it to you? Do you make it yourself? No, you know I have my I have my lovey playlist. Twirly? Twirly is more sexual. Um oh, Okay, yeah. I have Bloom. Bloom is supposed to be a lovey oh, playlist. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, can you send POV You're Falling in Love to me? Yes. 
Thank you. I want to feel that feeling. How do you feel about that <clears throat> segue? Persis. Other tips for straight people and bi people who are in a relationship together. Don't be afraid of this tough conversations, y'all. The better you understand your partner, the closer you'll become. Honestly, the better your relationship will be, the better the sex will be. The more open you are, the better. So as like the relationship continues and there might be feelings that come up for both of you about the fact that one person in the partnership is bi and one person isn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Own those, whatever that is, own it and talk about it. Don't stifle it. Even if you're worried that it might offend the other person, like it's better to just talk about it in a productive way. Like, you know how I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like every like TV show, like teen sitcom TV show that we used to watch, like One Tree Hill or Gossip Girl or even like Gilmore Girls, I felt like so many plot lines were someone did something and they hid it from someone they shouldn't have hid it from. And then it always comes out and everyone's really mad and everyone's in a worse situation than they were before. And that's like, okay, then the next episode is the same thing, but like a different situation. And when and you're like, just tell the person. Like, it's not going to be that bad. Just tell them. And you're like yelling at the TV. I feel like it's the same thing with relationships. Like, if you have a thing bouncing around in your head, well, if like, yeah, if it's something like that or if you did something, whatever it is. But in this particular circumstance, if there's, like, thoughts going on that are that you can't seem to get rid of, like, just talk about them. Because if you don't, they're ultimately going to just pile up, pile up, pile up, and then they're going to come out in a really unproductive way and potentially a really damaging way. I've all, I felt that so many times. There were times when I'd watch shows and be like, why don't you just communicate that to your partner? Yeah. But yeah. like full transparency, I am such a communicator. Yeah. I, I could already see it. Like I, I communicate almost like not too much. I don't want to say I'm like overbearing, but I'm not really the type of person who would be like, if this is bothering me, I'm not really going to say it. Or like, I'm such a talk. We need to talk. Let's do it. So sometimes I don't always understand when people just like to avoid. Yeah. I think people do avoid because they don't want confrontation, but I'm not afraid of like a little confrontation. That's okay. I'm not going to come at you and like yell at you or something like. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say bite you for some reason. Like that that was the first thing that came into my mind. Well, I'll bite you if things go well, but. I'm trying to say. Baby. Baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. 10 points if you guys know what movie that's from. Yeah. Can you guess? We'll get some DMs of guesses, I'm sure. But yeah, I I just think that I just like it. I I don't like when people just don't communicate what they're feeling. That's what I'm saying. Me too. And it really, like, if something's bothering, if there's, like, a tension – I will go crazy if we don't talk about it. Like, I'll go insane. Like, I will drive for miles to get to your house and talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, it really bugs me. Um, so be like us. A thousand miles? <laughs> I'll, I will walk a thousand miles if I can just hold you tonight. And Vanessa Carlton is- left us on red. Yeah. We sent a DM to Vanessa Carlton, and she read it. Guys, she saw it, and she didn't respond. But she saw it, and girl, 
She walked a thousand miles into her message requests and left us unread. And that, honestly, I'm honored. I'm honored. So, Vanessa, if if you, like, secretly became a fan of the podcast. Can you come on? (laughs) That'd be really funny if we had, like, a famous listener we didn't know about. Yeah, what if she's listening? Vanessa, we love you. I went to your concert once. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. It was an acoustic show. Oh, my God. Maybe in the last four or five years or something. I got free tickets. You would have known me and you didn't take me. I took Allie. I took my sister. Are you mad? Yeah. Why didn't you take me? Because you're not my sister. Wow. That was, like, really hard to say because, like, I thought we were sisters. I'm so sorry I said that. We are sisters. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, um... So if something's bothering you, you should talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Sarah and I are going to talk about this later. (laughs) Because I'm professional and I don't need to talk about this on air. Later. (laughs) I I hope no one's listening to this being like, yeah, you know, talk to your partner about issues, groundbreaking, you know. (laughs) But people don't talk. I've I know, talked I know. to people who literally say they don't. They'll just think it's easier if they brush it off. They brush it off, but then that stuff comes out later. You can't well, brush it off forever. No, you're right. Um, another tip that we that we were inspired by because of this mailbag that we got from Willow um, is like if you're in a relationship with someone who identifies as bi or queer. Educate yourself, y'all. Do what Willow's fiance is doing learn with your partner not don't don't it doesn't have to be this pressure of like I need to catch up to speed or I need to like know everything about the queer experience or something like you're learning with this person because queer people are learning all the time every single day so like listen to podcasts talk about it in the car if it's girl on girl we're not going to say no to that watch movies read articles seek out content by by creators and artists and then talk to your partner about what you're learning or what you're struggling with. Like if you learn something that confuses you or you're like, I don't get it. If there's something that you're like, I don't get it. Talk to them about it. Yeah. It's about growing. It's about both people in the relationship growing. And one of the biggest things I really wanted to talk about, and, and we mentioned this before, is just understanding your partner and their feelings and making them feel valid. Make sure your partner feels valid as a bisexual person from you acknowledge it don't be afraid to acknowledge that beautiful part of their their life their identity yeah that's a part of them it doesn't need to be like an unspoken thing in your relationship or an elephant in the room Mm -hmm. it can be this like great yeah this great thing to celebrate and i mean who wants to be in a relationship where they don't feel validated for who they are nobody not me not me um, That's why we're I, both single. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I also had a question for you, P. One thing that Willow said in her mailbag that really kind of like hit me was this guilty feeling she was having that she was was now going to marry this man she loves, but she was like, all oh, my gay friends – especially the ones who live in Indonesia, they don't get to have this like normal, seemingly normal life, seemingly normal hetero relationship, you know, this like picture perfect thing. They still have to worry about their parents 
not accepting them or judging them. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts or like advice about that. Cause I, I think that's like super valid, like that guilt is valid. And I, I'm sure so many bi people experience that feeling, knowing they're in yeah. the queer community and feeling like it's almost bad or something if they don't end up with someone of the same sex. Or that because they are in a hetero-passing relationship, they're more instantly accepted because it's like their friends and family, that's what they see in their lives. Like you can identify as bi and date a man or date a woman as a bi man and your friends and family only see you with that person. You know, that's how they, that's their vision. So I totally understand how you might feel guilty. But first and foremost, I want to say don't feel guilty (laughs) because- that's your identity. You are still bisexual. You are attracted to men and women or non-binary. Like, you know, I'm not going to speak for who you're attracted to, but that's okay. That's your journey. And accept that in yourself and know that you are just as part of the community as a gay person is. And that's just society for you. And I think that's like not your guilt to feel. I think that's just that unfortunately we've been living in a shitty society where that's just what the norm is. We've been taught that it's normal for a man and woman to live together. That's the normal life. Have kids, white picket fence, suburban life, you know, or even it's not suburbia. It could be anything, but sounds awful. that's a, that's a, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds awful. And to me, that's not going to be my reality. My reality yeah. is very likely going to be with a woman and me, you know, and yeah. that's just my life. So I think that we all need to stop feeling guilty for what other people are going through necessarily. I think we need to, in this case, like focus on yourself and your happiness and what you want, but just know that you're just as equally as a part of it. I think like we, we shouldn't have that separation. It just sucks that because of society that you could be in a hetero passing relationship and it'll be seen as normal, but still like that doesn't take away from your bisexuality. So keep celebrating pride, keep like supporting your friends, just be there for them. And that's the best you can do. Yeah. That's something I was going to say was like, if you are feeling this guilt, because it's totally fine if you are, like Persa said, you don't, you shouldn't, and you don't need to, and there's no reason to, but these feelings are going to come up, right? If you're feeling this way, like, find ways to celebrate your queerness. Be, be open with people about your queerness. Like, don't, don't allow yourself to hide it in the hetero mask of your relationship. Support your queer friends, queer stuff in your community. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are ways to take that like weird, guilty feeling and actually turn it into positive action, like actual, real, tangible stuff. <laughs> and I, I think that if I were in that situation, that would really like, if I was actively celebrating my queerness in my relationship with a man, that made me feel really like a part of the community and just less like less like I'm doing something wrong yeah and more like I'm aligned with who I am no I think that's perfect I think just keep celebrating yourself and celebrate other people in your community because bi visibility is so important too I think there needs to be more awareness and 
this is why Sarah and I like wanted to make a whole episode about it because there needs to be more awareness around bisexual people and that bisexual people exist. Well, yeah, that stat I found is nuts. Like nuts in, in a way where I don't think a lot of people realize that. The majority of people in the queer community in the States identify as bi. Over half. And it doesn't change who, it doesn't, your sexuality does not change who you're with. Because I could say that a million times. Like, I feel like we might, how many celebrities do we know who are bi? For example, Megan Fox is yeah. so open about her bisexuality. But do you know how many people I'm so sure wouldn't even consider Megan bi because she's openly dating Machine Gun Kelly or was mm-hmm. just married to a man? Yeah. Yeah. Has and kids. Megan is all, oh, Megan has kids? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, she has children. Oh, what? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, and also, Megan Fox is already so sexualized. She's a sex symbol and she loves it and she owns it. But I mean, I can't even imagine how many people are like, oh, that's just like her promiscuous way or some or some shit. I know, but it 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 bothers me because I feel like people don't wouldn't take her sexuality seriously but even just on pride she posted i put the b in lgbtqia yes girl you do just because you're in love with machine gun kelly doesn't mean you're not bi anymore no of course not and i think once you once you wrap your brain around that reality it just becomes so obvious that it's almost laughable it's like of course you're still bi even if you're dating the opposite sex like what do you how could you not be like once you realize that identity is so separate from from whoever you're dating and i also think like we talk a lot on this pod about labels and how labels can sometimes be really damaging and and fluidity is like a really positive way for the queer community to move forward all that stuff but i also love like in episodes like this where we can celebrate like the b in lgbtqia people who do like feel so secure in that label of bisexual like fuck yeah mm-hmm. you know that is something to celebrate and that's really exciting i agree i think it's so exciting and i love that there's more people coming out and being open about that and you're also allowed to change your label like that is okay Girl, speaking from from my experience. Yeah, we have. uh, I was, you know, what's funny? I was just gonna say, like, we should get someone on the pod who has like changed labels, and I, and I instantly was like, well, we kind of have someone on the pod every week. (laughs) (laughs) We get like, I don't know, like Demi Lovato. Hey Demi, um, we know you listen. We know you're a fan. Like, you don't have to hide it. We see you. We see you listening. So, like, just come on. Just shoot us a message. We know. We know. We know. Like, shoot us a little message. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you want to say about how beautiful bisexuality is? I just want to say you are valid. You are beautiful. Mm. You put the B in my butt. <laughs> exactly. That's hot. But I, I don't know. I've just heard it way too many times from people I also do know. 
that they don't feel like they're taken seriously. So I just want to say you are girl on girl sees you. I see you. Mm. Sarah sees you. Yep. I mean, we've spoken about this before too, but like the queer community can also be weird about bi people themselves. Like I said, I've heard lesbians say, I don't know if I would date a bisexual person because of they all, they're also into men. I just don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's another, I mean, yeah, we've said this before. You can date whoever you want. I'm not trying to like say, you know, you, you should date everyone. If you, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. But I think that that also is another conversation to have is like, why, you know? Yeah. A human is a human. They feel what they feel. You're allowed to love freely. Yeah, and acknowledging that qu- that queer people have their own phobias and their own prejudices against other queer people, and that is, you know, it's just something we all have to be more aware of. And I think we all need to make sure that, like, every member of the queer community is feeling equally a part of the community. I want your friend who's going to get married to a man purse who you mentioned earlier i want them to feel like they are a hundred percent a member of the community and willow i want you to feel that way no like i i know you feel that way now and it's incredible and i want you to continue feeling that way no matter how long your marriage lasts (laughs) which is gonna be forever but you know what I'm saying. We just lost a fan. <laughs> For, it was like coming out of my mouth. And as I was saying it, I was like, this isn't how you congratulate someone on an engagement. No, I'm just saying like as you're married for like years and years, I just don't want you to lose this feeling of like I am in the queer community and that is a fact. And I am so proud. Amen. Amen. Don't ever lose that. It'll be a you... long, happy, beautiful marriage, sweetie. Yes. Yes. Girl on girl sweetie. is going to officiate the wedding. Actually, yeah. Can we come? Can we come below? Not even kidding. Me too. I'm not kidding at all. Like I would love for girl and girl to be invited to a wedding. We'll be your MCs. Yeah, we'll be the MCs. We do ask that you pay for not only our meals and our stay, but also our plane tickets there. So just let us know like how you want to send us the money or whatever. We can figure that out. Take each transfer. Pay for our dresses. Oh yeah. Oh. I want to wear a green dress. Is this my chance to wear a really hot suit? Yeah. With no with no um, shirt underneath? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. But I'm too boobalicious. No, you're not. Well, you are boobalicious, but you can still do- rock it. You think so? Yeah. No, I, I think you you shouldn't subscribe to this idea that, like, there's things that only flat-chested girls can wear. Let those babies shine. What the pod doesn't want like? to know what I just did. Well, I'll, I'll describe it for all the people who are in love with purses. Like, I don't know what that feels like. Like, what does it feel like to jiggle like that? It must feel so satisfying. Yeah, it's like not bad. And then she no. lifted her shirt and she's wearing a bra. She's wearing a bra. But she lifted her shirt and she showed me. Oh! What's it like to have cleavage? Oh, someone just like for one day. Actually, it'd be kind of fun to Freaky Friday. Purses! <laughs> Purse is feeling kind of freaky tonight. Yeah, let's, can we switch bodies for one? Wouldn't that be fun, Purse? You could be really, like, tall and uh, redheaded. And redheaded with big calves. 
You got big calves. You could go on a big old run. And then there's me. And yeah, and then I'd be you. <gasps> I could be little. I could have nice skin for once in my goddamn life. You'd wake big up in the boobs. morning like. <laughs> Everywhere I go, people would be like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like it. I was on a date with this guy recently, and he called me cute. 35 times. And I got to the point where I was like, you have to leave. Like, (laughs) this is too much. Like, thank you. I said thank you the first few times. And like, I get it. You think I'm cute. Or you're just saying, I don't know what's happening here. But like, also, it felt a little bit like, oh, cute. Cute. You know what I mean? Like a little condescending. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. But or I think I'll be like, you're so beautiful. or You're so pretty. One time, Persis was with a lady in her bedroom, and our roommate Cam had like the next room over, and all she heard was <laughs> through the wall was Persis go. That wasn't so me. Beautiful. That was the yes, funny it thing. was. It wasn't. Oh, me. it was the uh, it was the girl. Oh. Cam. So the other girl said, "You're so beautiful," and Cam thought it was me, and Cam oh, was like, "Oh, oh, that's oh Purse." Like, don't, don't be the first to say that. But then she heard my voice say, oh, no, you're so beautiful. And then she was oh, like, okay. thank God. Um, okay, never mind. I, I told the story wrong, but um, it's still pretty funny. <laughs> we'll call this one Elle Woods. Elle Woods. Uh, she thought you were beautiful. Yeah, and, but I find that when it's, like, natural and you're saying it, like, for sure, I think that's normal. Yeah, yeah I'm, you're beautiful. I'm not saying don't call people cute, not at all. But like you know, there's there is a max, there is a there is a time, and um, it's got out of hand. Well, you can also feel when it's not like very natural. Like yeah. it's not like it's just like spewing out of my mouth. Like it'll come out when I'm like looking at someone. I'll be like, "You're so pretty." Yeah, totally, <laughs> Sarah. Like when you say that to me, I would not. <laughs> You would never say I'm pretty. <laughs> you would never say you're pretty. <sighs> like this is the shit I deal with, you guys. <laughs> no. You're like, oh, person Sarah, they have this great friendship. She won't even tell me I'm pretty. Because look at the way you're reacting to me. I just said, I was like, I would say to someone, you're beautiful. To someone. And you- <laughs> I've had wine. I would say to someone, you're beautiful. And you were like, oh. What? No, I didn't. I've said you're so pretty so many times in my life. To me? (laughs) Yeah. No. I definitely have. No, you haven't. Okay, I'll say it enough. I mean, I'll say it now. You're so pretty. Thanks. Feels really genuine and authentic. Anyway... Uh, love you guys. Thanks for, <laughs> for listening to this episode. I think that's all I got to say about that. She love looks you, so perfect standing there in my American apparel underwear. underwear. <laughs> okay, guys. For oh, real, that's man. my song to Sarah, but also to all our bisexual listeners. Yes. We love you. You're valid. Yes. And you are absolutely heard. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Okay.
Okay, Paris, we have some big news for our In Case You Missed It that everyone everyone listening has definitely already heard this news, but we wanted to celebrate it. I'm a little jealous. Honestly, I'm a little jealous. Like, Kristen Stewart is engaged to her girlfriend, fiance, screenwriter Dylan Meyer. And I don't know if you guys have been, like, following their relationship or anything, but they're they're just, like, they just, like, look like a good match. And when yeah. you see pictures of them together, you're like, mm-hmm. It makes sense. And actually, this is a great – this is great for um, this topic today about bisexuality because I don't know how – I don't know how Kristen identifies at this current moment. Do you? No, I don't. I don't know if she's ever spoken about it or maybe she has and we just missed it because we're not on the ball. Yeah, I'm sure she has, but because we don't know, we're not going to say what her – what she identifies as. But she's well known for these, like – very, you know, media-heavy relationship she had with men. Obviously, Robert Pattinson and then the director of that Snow White movie. And then there was a little bit of, like, infidelity going on. Whatever. We don't care about that. But I think it's great that, like, a star like her, someone who is, like, pretty much grown up, like, her whole adolescence and adulthood has been in the public eye, and she has just, like, dated men, dated women. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been so fluid and natural. And now she's engaged. Oh, you know what I just found? What? So it says, she stated in 2017, I'm bisexual. You're not confused if you're bisexual. It's not confusing at all. For me, it's quite the opposite. Ah, thank you. She's saying I'm, I'm bi. I think she, she still identifies as bi now. This is the latest thing I could find about her talking about her sexuality. She did say she struggled to understand her identity. Mm. And now she's able to articulate who she really is. Amazing. I align with the people that I love and that I want to support. To be specific, who knows, but I'm in a very happy place right now. Aww. And that's rad. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. And we should have just, like, stated that quote, and then that would have been the episode. It would have been, like, a five-minute episode, and we'd be like, bada-bing, bada-boom. That's it. She said it perfectly. She's not confused. She knows exactly what's going on. And she put a ring on it because she said in an interview with Howard Stern, we're marrying. We're totally going to do it. I wanted to be proposed to, so I think I very distinctly carved out what I wanted, and she nailed it. We're marrying. It's happening. I love these quotes. <laughs> it's so cute. We're, t- we're totally going to do it is a direct quote. <laughs> Can oh, I also man. say? And- oh, sorry. Go on. Mm-hmm. Say it. Kristen Stewart in The Happiest Season. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am ready to wife you, Kristen yeah. Stewart. I cannot wait to watch that movie like multiple times now that the holidays are back. I watched it on the plane coming to Vancouver, actually. Oh, you did? Kristen Stewart in Happiest Happiest Season? Is that what it's called? Mm Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you guys have been like uh, keeping up with this, but she's in a movie that's coming out like very soon called Spencer, uh, where she plays Princess Diana. And she apparently like is all the Oscar buzz. Like apparently she's incredible best performance of her career and I just love a queer woman at the height you know what I mean like she is at the height of her career 
like she is aligned with her talent and her skills and her passion and her purpose and she's getting married to someone she loves like this is what I like to see this is a celebration this is some good news also can I just say when she said this she said this to um about Dylan to, to Howard Stern when you know you know you know what I mean there's nothing like feeling sure about anything because we don't know anything and that is the only thing you can feel like you know is that you're in love with someone. Oh my god. She's really speaking to your soul with that one. Kristen, I think she's a romantic. She is, and that's truly like what I would say about someone too. Like if totally. I was about to marry someone, I'd be like, when you just know, you know. And there could be yep. things you just don't know about in life, but when it comes to love, you just know. <laughs> yeah, that's like basically how you govern your life. I was just going to check what sign she was. Because I want it based on like the way she is. She's so unique. Guess what sign she is? She's not a Libra, is she? No. She's Scorpio. No. Aries. Yeah. She was born one day after me, except four years earlier. (laughs) But still. Damn. April 9th. Kristen. It just felt like kind of an Aries thing to say. Yeah, I could see that. And just the way she's like, when you know, you know. (laughs) Listen, Aries and Libras do get along. I wonder if Dylan is a Libra. Dylan Meyer. Let's see. Dylan. Oh. I don't think her uh, birthday. Apparently Dylan is not um, famous enough to have a Wikipedia page, so we don't know the birthday. She's a screenwriter. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. I I know. If I Google Sarah Johnson birthday, wouldn't your birthday come up? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, it would come up on my Wikipedia page. Oh, I guess she doesn't. You're right. Because the only one that's coming up is professional golfer Dylan Meyer. That's not what I want. Well, I hope Dylan is a Libra. That'd be really cute. Well, we just have to ask Kristen. Kristen. Um, yeah, I am absolutely dying to see Spencer. I think it's going to be so good. I love anything with the royal family. I love anything with Princess Di. And I hope she wins an Oscar and gets married and just lives her goddamn life to the fullest. That's my hope for her. And I hope we get invited to her wedding. So maybe we can do like a wedding tour. Like her wedding first, Willow's wedding right after. Our wedding after that. Yeah, because we do have ours booked in. We got Jess and Ellis. Yeah, we have Jasmine and Nico. Yeah. It's busy season for Girl on Girl. <laughs> Having your voice. <laughs> Got a little busy, scratchy. Busy season. <laughs> I have to cough, but I didn't. Well, I love you, and I love Kristen Stewart, and I love Willow, and I love Willow's fiance, and I love Dylan Meyer, and I love you. Did I already say that one? Yeah, because you're so in love with me, you don't even remember. Yeah. And I also feel like I have to say it twice so you know. Say it twice so it means something. Something. Something real. 